Chapter 24 The fugue. The final hours of the Yerk's life. I was watching him die. A lot has happened to me since I first saw the Andalite prince land in that construction site. More strange things than happened to most people in their entire lives. But the strangest was this. And the saddest. The Yerk cried in pain again and again. And the visions came floating up, crystal clear as if they had just happened. Visions of the good times in the Yerk's life. And of bad times. The emotions were strange. Alien. I guess that's the word for them. There was no memory of love. I guess Yerks don't do love. But there was affection. Pride. Fear. Regret. Those I could understand. And along with the Yerk's own memories, I began to see the minds of his hosts. The Ged, who had a name no human could hope to pronounce. The hork warrior who had fought the Yerk in his head every day of his life. The hork who had been forced to attack his own kind, to destroy his own friends, as an unwilling slave of the Yerk's. But it was more than just memories. It was more. The Yerk had carried with him some small part of that hork warrior's being. Like a computer transferring a document onto a floppy disk, I realized. Part of the Ged and part of the hork had been transferred permanently to the Yerk. And, to my shock, I knew that those parts were now being transferred to me. And then, the memories I feared most. Tom. He had joined the sharing for a simple, silly reason. A pretty girl he liked was a member. He had wanted to get close to her. He had gone to meetings. He'd played along with them, never guessing the truth. All he had cared about was the girl. He had stumbled, accidentally, into a secret leadership meeting. He thought the girl was seeing another boy. But she was one of them. He had followed her, wandered into the meeting, and seen Visser Three. Visser Three in his Andalite body. I saw the controllers grab a yelling, punching, kicking Tom. I saw as they tied him up, carried him through secret passageways to the great underground Yerk pool. I saw him scream as he realized what was happening. I felt his fear. I felt his rage as the Yerk slug crawled into his ear and wrapped itself around his brain. I felt every ounce of his despair. And like the Ged and the hork this human, my brother, became a part of me. The Yerk was no longer in pain. It was beyond pain. I opened my eyes and looked at Cassie. It happened so naturally. I opened my eyes. By my own will. I don't know how she knew, but I guess she did. She nodded slightly and met my gaze. For the first time in more than an hour, the Yerk spoke. So, you win. Human. The Yerk shuddered. I could feel it. A physical spasm. My vision changed. I felt... It's hard to describe. I felt as if I were seeing through things. Into things. Like I could see the front and back and top and bottom and inside of everything all at once. And then I saw it. A creature. Or a machine. Some combination of both. It had no arms. It sat still, as if unable to move, on a throne that was miles high. Its head was a single eye. The eye turned slowly. Left. Right. I trembled. I prayed it would not look my way. And then it saw me. The eye, 
the blood-red eye looked straight at me. It saw me. It saw me. No. No! I cried in silent terror. I looked away. And when I opened my eyes again, all I saw was a weird glow. The glow faded, little by little. I was trembling. It's over, Jake, Cassie said. I rose slowly to my feet. I moved my own legs. I was in control of myself again. I looked down at the wooden floor of the shack. A gray slug, not six inches long, lay there. Still, as we watched, it withered and shriveled and became nothing. <laughs>